And joining us now, as he does every week here on Mile High Magazine, it's Dr. John Douglas of Tri-County Health, formerly of the CDC. So, Dr. John Douglas, how are we doing, John? Uh, perfect. Uh, doing fine. Doing fine. We're seeing uh, a lot of promising developments. We've got our second vaccine. We hope it's going to come out to us this week, maybe even tomorrow. Um, we're seeing our numbers across Colorado uh, continue a, a surprising downward uh, trend since the middle of November. Um, we're sort of one of the outliers in the country. Not every state's having this good direction. And, uh, you know, it, it gives us some uh, padding for the holiday season, uh, which is, of course, uh, right upon us. We want to be able to celebrate, but we want to be able to do that safely. So uh, I think lots of good news in the year. Well, I, I agree with you. I, I, before we talk, I always kind of check numbers and positivity rate. And it looked like the positivity rate was almost below 8%. Yeah, the positivity rate's coming down, and then we also watch the uh, what we call our case rate, which we adjust for population, and that's those are the numbers that really drive the color of the public health dial that we're in. And as those numbers get better, that means we got less transmission going on in the community and less likelihood of us running into new infection when we have chance encounters, and I think more uh, potential for our various. Uh, Community settings to open back up again. I, I say all that. I say all that. Uh, I don't want to be a Grinch, but I do want us to not uh, get irrationally exuberant. In other words, it's this virus has the capacity to move fast. It can move up fast, like it did after Halloween, and it can move down fast, like what it's been doing since the middle of November. We just don't want Christmas and New Year's to be <laughs> be a time when it starts to move up fast again. Well, it sounds like, based on what you just said, Dr. John, that we did behave ourselves over Thanksgiving, maybe, and wore the mask and did the family separations, all those things you guys recommended, and maybe that's paid off. I really think so. I, I Honestly, I, I do want to give our community uh, lots of thanks. I think people listened. Um, I do think some of the policies that were put into place that were, frankly, uh, unpleasant for lots of people, which restricted sizes of people in various settings and even uh, – closed down indoor dining from restaurants. That was particularly painful. I do think all of them taken together uh, provided some benefit. I think the question is, can we get through the holidays and then can we begin to ease up on those restrictions so we can do this best balancing we can of our keeping our society as open as possible, but keeping our transmission as, as low as we can. Well, you know, I say we've taken it this far. Why give up now on what we need to be doing? Because apparently it does make a difference. And maybe it makes a difference, and you and I have talked about this before, about flu cases or colds or typical things you get this time of year. It seems like that's all kind of down, too. Do you agree? It really is. I mean, this, is, this so far is the least bad flu year we've had in the last 10 years. And I haven't been able to get anybody to find me any data before then. Um, I think it's due to two things. I think we may have had, uh, we're having milder weather. I mean, it's going to be 60 today, my gosh. And, you know, we can be more outdoors and that reduces transmission. We may have a better vaccine match with the circulating flu strain that varies every year. But honestly, I think you're right, Murph. I think all these other things we've done, um, I, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that said, look, I haven't had a cold and like since the springtime, and that's not normal for me at all. I do think we're getting some, some bonus dividends in terms of our other respiratory viruses. Um, I, I think that, that keeping it up makes a lot of sense, certainly what we can do personally. 
I think for me as a public health official, the thing I try to balance as best we can is is the policy um, uh, decisions we make for communities. Then by policy decisions, that's a fancy term, basically means uh, for COVID, reducing capacity of certain businesses. That's hard for those businesses. It's hard for the people who like to go to the gym and go shopping and this kind of thing. And so doing it in the most uh, surgically precise way we can has really been our goal. Well, that's what it's all about. We're all pitching out and helping each other. I read you'll like this, Dr. John. One of the hot things for Christmas is people that cannot get together with their family, especially if they're far away. There's a couple of companies that you can get life-size cardboard cutouts made of yourself, and then you send it to your family. And then they put it around the table like you're there. Well, Murph, that's that's probably the, the my biggest fact of the day. That's fantastic. I, I hadn't heard that. But uh, have you got yours going around the country now? Are you kidding me? I'd be scaring people half to death. They choke on their food. What are you talking about? That wouldn't be good. <laughs> so I don't know. But why, why didn't you and I think of that? We could have made some cash on the side. What a great idea that is. <laughs> yeah, you know, if we'd done the bobblehead thing and now the cutouts, all these great ideas, we weren't we weren't thinking smartly enough. Well, listen, I still have your Dr. Fauci bobblehead. I still have that. I'm waiting to give to you when we can finally get together face-to-face and not like we've been doing it for six or eight months, you know? Well, I can't wait. You know, I, I've, learned to, I've learned a lot about divert, deferred gratification, so I'll defer that gratification a little longer. Well, it'll be worth the wait, believe me. And I'll buy you lunch. So you got the double, double good news right there. <laughs> that sounds great. That's so great. listen, I, we just talk about Dr. Fauci here. I heard something interesting last week where people kind of get misconstrued because there was a big stink out there, and I get a lot of the media news here about Fauci saying, nobody, cancel Christmas, none of us should get together. Yet I saw him live on TV, Dr. Fauci. He never said that. In fact, he said, be careful like at Thanksgiving, and maybe if you want to get together with a couple of other family members, that might be all right, but still be careful. What is the truth? He didn't cancel Christmas, did he? Well, of course he can't cancel Christmas, and I don't know whether he. I don't think any of these top government scientists have said that. I think they've said, "Be careful." I think you may have heard sort of language like that coming out of the British media with their lockdown in London. Although even that, of course, is extreme. You don't you don't cancel Christmas. You just uh, modify your gatherings, and I'm sure that's what Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins, his boss at NIH, are asking us to do: is to you know, keep it as mild as possible. Uh, you know, our governor has said, look, let's do Christmas in July. That's a, that's an idea I'm trying to sell my family on. Oh, that would be a good it's idea. A, yeah, yeah. We can't get a Christmas tree, maybe, and we won't be uh, building snowmen, but, uh, hey, that's not what Christmas is all about anyway. So, Oh, listen, I'd come up with a way to come over to your house to build you a snowman after all the work you've done. I'd figure that out. <laughs> no doubt. But quickly, while you mentioned England, I hear they got an issue over there where this COVID virus might be changing a little bit. Is that true? Well, yeah, they have noted a uh, a strain circulating with lots of mutations in it. It's important for your listeners to understand that viruses like coronaviruses mutate all the time. So we've been seeing genetic mutations since it first showed up in China. Um, the thing, the, the question is, do these mutations do anything biologically important? And there are two big things they can do. They can increase uh, contagiousness. They can make the virus more transmissible. Or they can increase what's called virulence, meaning does it make you sick? Um, and we worry a whole lot more about the latter one, you know, a kind of a wimpy virus turning into a killer virus than we do about the former one. 
What the Brits are concerned about is the former. They're concerned about a virus that seems to transmit more rapidly. I think the jury is out as to whether or not this has really happened. Even the Brits would say, look, we think this is probably a new mutation contributing to greater transmission based on mathematical modeling, but we haven't really tested this new virus in the laboratory to see if it infects cells more readily. And that's really the biologic gold standard. But it's enough of a concern that, uh, again, the prime minister has made major restrictions in the southeast of England, and they're trying to keep it, that strain from getting out just in case it turns out to be one that can be transmitted more readily. So um, we need to keep our eyes on it. Um, yeah. We're not ready to, ready to sound the alarm bells yet, but we got to keep our eyes open. Well, let's come back to some good news here in our fine state of Colorado. By the way, it's Dr. John Douglas of Tri-County Health, formerly of the CDC. The COVID shots have arrived. I've heard we might not be getting as much of it as we thought originally. Is that true? Well, uh, the, the two vaccines now approved. The FDA passed the emergency use authorization for the Moderna vaccine. It's kind of a first cousin of Pfizer, uh, made in much the same way. Uh, we were hoping we were going to get both vaccines this week. We are going to get both vaccines. We're just, I'm told, not going to get as much of the Pfizer, which is what we were using last week, as we had planned. So I think it's pretty likely we'll be able to get our way through vaccinating our hospital workers probably this week or worst case scenario, part of next week. Um, and then we want to turn our attention, and I'm sorry Jayla's not here, to the residents of our long-term care facilities. Because those are the folks that have had the worst time with the virus, and they're next on the list, and we want to begin getting them vaccinated as quickly as we can. Um, I agree. They need the help. And, you know, it's funny, I was talking to Jayla just the other day, and some of the concern there with uh, the vaccines going to the nursing facilities like that, that some of these, uh, you know, older senior citizens don't want the shot. They're thinking, hey, I'm 80, I'm 85, maybe 90. I don't need the shot anymore. Do Do you hear any of that? You know, I have heard rumors of that. I've even heard some healthcare workers say, gee, I don't know. I've heard about some allergic reactions. Maybe I don't want to take them. I think at least in the hospital world, people are getting more comfortable. And I think more and more people are saying, yeah, now that you've explained it to me, and now that I've heard more about how this is a very safe vaccine, and if I take it under control circumstances, even if I had a bad reaction, I'm going to be okay. I think we'll see more and more willingness to get the vaccine. I'm honestly hoping we'll see more of that in our long-term care facilities. But most this is voluntary. Nobody's going to be forced to take this vaccine in these kind of settings. Hopefully we'll be able to explain it well enough that people will want to get it. But it will be voluntary. And, and if people change their mind, they say, forget it, I'm 91, I don't want it. And then maybe two weeks later they see a TV show that makes them think differently. It's it's not a one, you know, the uh, this is your only chance kind of thing. So there may be people who will come to be more interested in it over time. Well, it looks like the more you see on TV, as you just mentioned, or I read stories, these advanced folks and first responders that are getting the COVID-19 shots, it's gone well. No reactions, maybe a couple, maybe a sore arm. Heck, when I had my shingle shots, I had a sore arm. So maybe it's coming along okay. What do you think? I think it is coming along quite well. There have been a handful of more serious reactions. Those have typically been in people who have had a history of serious reactions to other things, bee stings, uh, shellfish, other kinds of products, and those people need to be watched. 
for half an hour after they get the vaccine, whereas everybody else just needs to be watched for 15 minutes. But I'd say overall, the uh, the safety of the vaccine has been uh, remarkably impressive. Um, most serious reactions to vaccines happen within the first two months after a vaccine is developed. And that's why in the thousands and thousands of people in those clinical trials, when we didn't see much in the way of serious reactions, many scientists were really reassured about that. Oh, yeah. So I'm, ex- I'm excited. I want this stuff to keep coming out. I want us to get into the next group. You mentioned elderly folks, and not everybody who is in an at-risk group is in a long-term care facility. The CDC announced over the weekend that those folks over 75 ought to be next in line after we get through the hospitals and the people in the long-term care facilities. And I think that's great because I think we're going to be able to uh, get out and expand the protection for people that can be substantially at risk. Amen to that. I definitely agree with that, Dr. John. Uh, Another thought I have with whether or not you should get the shot, you should probably check with your local physician. He knows all about your health. And if you've got some of these allergies you're not thinking about, maybe that's something he can make you aware of, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're saying to everybody, um, if you are getting this, certainly if you're getting this from your doctor or if you're concerned, if you're a resident of a long-term care facility, uh, there's a typically a, a attending physician in those places, and anybody who's got concerns about it ought to feel free to talk to the doc and say, look, given my medical history, what do you think? Um, There's been a lot of loss of trust in lots of organizations, governments, churches, all kinds of things. But I think people, by and large, typically still trust their doctors. And we we certainly would endorse that. When in doubt, if you've got a question, please talk to your your provider because they're uh, probably in the best position to give you really tailored good advice. I agree. Nice way to end it. Dr. John Douglas, Tri-County Health, formerly of the CDC. Listen, my friend, have yourself a hope. A good year. We'll probably talk to you again in a week, but 2021 is coming up, and we are thinking positive about it, are we not? We are thinking positive, Murph. So uh, uh, tuck that into your head with the uh, uh, sugar dumplings dancing as you uh, prepare for a wonderful (laughs) holiday season, a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. And uh, take care of yourself, stay healthy, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, we will. Thank you, Dr. John Douglas, and thank you for all you've done this year, keeping us on top of things and what's happening in Colorado with COVID-19, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, be well. Yep, you too. Thank you, Dr. John Douglas, Tri-County Health, formerly of the CDC. We appreciate you uh, stopping in every week for an update on what's happening with COVID-19 and the state of Colorado. Be safe out there. Wear a mask. Happy holidays. Social distance, all we need to do, and we'll talk to you soon. Mile High Magazine with Murphy Houston.